0: Welcome to CII Podcasts.
1: Hello everyone, this is Jayan Sriram and I'll be your host for today. Welcome to another interesting episode of the CII Podcast and today's topic for discussion is the road to sustainable mobility. We know that the discussions around sustainability and climate related issues has been intensifying over the last few years and is currently gaining even more momentum as deliberations at the COP27 conference have begun. As we look at mitigating the effects of climate change, adopting green practices, low carbon technologies, and climate-friendly mobility solutions are the need of the hour. So what role will sustainable mobility play as we look at addressing climate change? As we move closer to achieving a target of a net-zero economy, what are the trends that will need cost-correction, and how will the emergence of new clean mobility and clean energy solutions affect the automobile sector and industries in general. These are the topics we'll take up today with our guest, Vipin Sondhi, former MD and CEO, Ashok Leyland and JCB India Private Limited. Mr. Sondhi has over three decades of experience in manufacturing and engineering-based companies such as Ashok Leyland, JCB, Honda, Tata Steel and Tecumseh Products and has a proven track record as a leader, and a passionate hands-on professional. A member of the CII National Council, he is the chairman of CII's National Committee on Future Mobility and Battery Storage. It's great to have you on the show, Mr. Sondi.
0: Thank you, Jayant and thank you very much uh, for your warm introduction, but also the introduction on the importance of sustainable, sustainable
1: mobility, especially in light of COP 27. Thank you, sir, and we look forward to having a great and informative conversation ahead. Um, So, I'd like to start by asking you, you know, mobility as a sector, why is it so important for addressing climate change?
0: Great question, uh, Jayant. Uh, It's extremely important, critical, I'd say. Significant energy demand, Jayant, and as a result, the emission footprint, almost 14% of the energy-related greenhouse gases footprint, that is, is currently associated with the movement of goods and people. The transportation sector is the second largest consumer of energy globally this is well known after the industrial sector and the largest consumer of petroleum fuels in india besides the very demand of mobility or movement of goods and people is expected to grow with the future development of our country globally it is an important sector whose energy demand for petroleum fuels and consequently greenhouse gas emissions are projected to rise in the decades ahead. And decarbonizing this sector is therefore critical for addressing climate change.
1: Thank you, sir. That's an interesting and concise way of laying out the problem. But I wonder if I could also ask you, what are some of the worrying trends that you're observing right now uh, that might need course correction in the future?
0: Yeah, while trends may be worrying, I think the important thing is for us to recognize them and address them. We need a strong emphasis on building infrastructure for the efficient movement of people and goods, somewhat less for the movement of private vehicles. So the focus should be public transportation. If we do that, we can create vibrant public spaces, decongested and safer roads, for our women, for our children and the elderly. Urban spaces which are also friendly to pedestrians, cyclists and of course the differently abled. Public transport needs major upliftment so that its share rises vis-à-vis private vehicles. Similarly, the railways which are far more efficient and sustainable when it comes to freight mobility needs to keep up with the pace of development in the road infrastructure. Finally, Jen, we need to create new economic opportunities in rural areas and small towns. As mentioned earlier, road traffic is a major contributor to air pollution in urban India, and even the extensive metro rail projects that we have created over the last two decades have not been able to create a dent in road traffic. And the answer for that probably lies in the fact that cities have been the focal point of economic development. The creation of metro capacity has rapidly been offset by the ever-increasing migration of people to cities and justifiably so in search of economic opportunities.
1: Right, thank you so much for that answer. If I can summarize the key message, it's an emphasis on promoting public transport and also to ensure that the economic development cake, uh, so to speak, also covers rural areas and small towns so that the major cities don't carry the bulk of economic activity and, you know, by extension here, become these major hubs of air pollutant emission. But, um, but sir, if I can take you back just a little bit for my next question, and I think that this will greatly benefit our listeners who are interested in this subject. How would you define the concept of sustainable mobility and why is it important?
0: Great question, Jayanthar. Thank you. Sustainable mobility is key to building future solutions so that environmental sustainability and economic growth complement each other rather than sometimes be in conflict, sometimes as recognized so as well. We need to be able to deliver for the people and the planet. So at CII, what are we doing? We consider future mobility of future sustainable mobility to comprise of four essential pillars. First, accessible, reliable, safe, and affordable mobility. Now, these aspects are essential for economic development and the deployment of mobility solutions at scale. It's also key to the success of business solutions providing mobility services. Second, clean, efficient, and low carbon mobility. Proliferation of clean and efficient technologies is crucial for delivering a better quality of life and leaving a better planet for future generations like your generation, Ajay. This is also relevant for competitiveness in global markets and making India as a leader in the manufacturing of clean vehicles. Thirdly, citizen-centric. Now, this is extremely important. We must be citizen-centric and have resilient mobility systems. These are key to a fundamental and paradigm shift in the way we deliver mobility. Although a systemic approach may take time or a shift may take time in the metros or other large cities, new infrastructure development projects in the future are an excellent opportunity to design inclusive and resilient mobility systems. Finally, Jayant, intelligent interconnected and integrated mobility now this is going to shape sustainable and seamless mobility of the future also the new technologies which are being grounded in digital infrastructure present new opportunities to design intelligent mobility systems we must look ahead and we must ensure and take advantage of
1: digitalization Right, thank you once again for that very insightful answer. Um, You mentioned a range of more technologies and systems that are in development or are, you know, in various stages of adoption. So there's a big transition that is imminent, you know, both in India and globally as these new systems eventually replace the old. What opportunities do you see for India in playing a role in that transition?
0: You know, we have a great opportunity because we are a developing market. We've got to still design a lot of our infrastructure. So the situation provides actually for an immense opportunity for us to influence and design new solutions which are clean, interconnected, as i mentioned to you, integrated to deliver mobility services efficiently. Now technology can really enable interconnectedness and integrated modes You know, take as an example, integration of public transport modes with the last mile. The last mile is an unexploited potential, if I might put put it that way. The last mile is always the most difficult. But to realize this, it is imperative that a systems approach is adopted by town planners, policymakers, and all of us who have to execute this. At the same time, We need to improve the availability of mobility services by attracting more participation from uh, entrepreneurs and the private sector. Sustainable mobility should be able to take care of India's development needs without compromising public health, while also being able to deliver on India's commitment to a net zero economy. It is also important from the climate change perspective but also for addressing the high level of background air pollution in urban areas, something that we are being challenged as we speak. While we need to emulate best practices on many dimensions of sustainable mobility from the developed nations, and even learn from past mistakes, tremendous innovation is expected to emerge from innovation hubs in India, which are actually fast emerging across the country. Industry, government, startups, research laboratories—all need
1: to come forward to support local innovation. Jeff, in my opinion, thank you, sir. That's been that has been put really well, and I think like listeners of this podcast will really get a lot of information from, from hearing you speak. And um, I want to I want to now move on to the subject of um, how will the the transition that's upcoming in the future how will it affect the uh, the auto sector particularly which uh, which you know very very well and maybe you could pan out also to look at how it might affect um, other industries in general a great question jayanthi
0: and thank you for asking me about the auto sector uh, the auto sector in india accounts for half of india's manufacturing gdp it also employs uh, over 6% perhaps even more of india's total workforce now in the future we need to take this productivity to a new level while creating a pool of green jobs in the auto sector and of course reskilling our existing workforce in the automotive sector as alternate technology pathways crystallize and they take shape. It's ultimately, industry which will execute these technology pathways while ensuring a solid business case with affordable services. Two key aspects which are important for scaling newer and cleaner technologies. Now with the progressive CAFE standards, which uh, which many would have heard of, especially those uh, associated with the auto industry and net zero goals fixed by most countries, industry will inevitably need to complete the transformation to stay globally competitive. The auto sector is already undergoing a paradigm shift, a tectonic actually transition in the ways it operates and does business. Going forward, the private sector will have a greater role, I believe, in delivering mobility services to everyone. And we are already seeing many new business models emerging in this direction, such as mobility as a service, battery as a service, or the public-private partnership in operating and maintenance of electric buses. The government, therefore, will need to proactively set fair rules of the game, which reflect its strong commitment and trust of businesses, leading to better financing options for new solutions. Financing options are critical, Jayant. Non-auto industries need to be geared up as well to take care of emissions across supply chains fleet operators and infrastructure companies will have a huge role to play in this direction to set up the right infrastructure and business models that are a win-win for everyone and finally all stakeholders will need to come forward and contribute to designing solutions that address the availability reliability and quality of mobility services in urban and rural areas alike only then can we deliver for the people as well as the planet, Jayanath?
1: Yeah, thank you for that answer, sir. And if I may, you know, uh, take the liberty of summarizing once again, you, you're you making a strong case for industry, the auto industry in particular, taking the lead in introducing and scaling up cleaner technologies, but, you know, while also coming up with innovative business models. But the other key components here, of course, um, are the support of government in terms of creating a level playing field and other policy interventions to support new solutions and the fact also of course that several non auto industries also need to gear up to cut emissions across supply chains um if you were to however break this breaks down further sir and i'll sort of take this question forward if you were to break this down further and take in you know take in you know in your scope the role of private sector government and other stakeholders what are the two or three key levers you would say which which would be key to achieving sustainable mobility.
0: Yeah, Jayant, well said. And uh, there are many, many levers, but um, you've asked for two, and I think that's important. In my view, Jayant, technological innovation and behavioral change are the two key levers, in my opinion, Jayant, when it comes to sustainable mobility. My own view is in every aspect of technology disruption, people will play the biggest role. So it's important to take these two pillars together at all points in time. Technology companies, startups and eco entrepreneurs are really the key to improving the availability of technologies and making these affordable. Affordability is very, very important. We need systems and platforms to be able to recognize, track and scale innovative solutions, public, as well as private investments for uh, for R&D or new solutions will be crucial to promote development of future mobility solutions. Now, while we need to improve localization of known technologies to bring down the cost, there is still room for more technological breakthroughs in the mobility space, and there'll always be. If we really want to accelerate the pace of innovation, several hubs, with rapid prototyping and testing facilities need to be supported across the country with public as well as private investments. Now for transition, to sustainable mobility at scale, the second aspect of behavioral change and social acceptance will be crucial. The former will require radical changes in the individual's, organization's behavior while there is still room for awareness generation at all levels. Awareness generation is going to be absolutely key. Social acceptance of existing and new solutions will also require close collaboration between businesses, society and the governments to design solutions in a participatory manner that suits local needs and supports global ambitions of the country to mitigate climate change. It's a great opportunity, but will require all stakeholders to be on the same table so that it can move as smoothly as possible.
1: Back to you, John. Thank you, sir. I think that you know perfectly highlights the scale of the challenge ahead. Um, you know, though we're though we're talking about a very um you know desirable outcome, there's a there's a big challenge ahead in achieving it. Um and I, you know, just want to uh you know, as I said at the beginning, we're having this conversation in the larger context of the uh, COP27 conference that's gotten underway this month. It's going to go on from November 6 to the 22nd of uh, November and, um, you know, there are many uh, important subjects that are set to be discussed. What is What, what would be your advice for those attending uh, the conference and uh, in terms of what the subjects that need to be brought up, the subjects that need to be addressed? Thank you, Jayant. The Suggestions
0: at best, Jayant uh, I'm not sure I can give advice. We need ever-close integration, actually more than ever, of clean mobility and clean energy transitions, which are fundamental to achieving a net-zero economy. And I think it's great that COP27 is taking place as we speak, as you mentioned. We do not have to wait for the grid to be greener. Mobility solutions can support greening off the grid if the right choices are made while setting up the requisite infrastructure. And finally, as climate policies disrupt the auto industry, it is time we focus on building robust and resilient mobility value chains, keeping in mind that their very future
1: lies in the future of the planet. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, sir. And I think on that note, we'll wrap up this discussion. Thank you so much for making time for us and joining us on the CII podcast today.
0: Thank you for listening to CII Podcasts.